and one. Yo, basketball fans, what's up, man? Appreciate you guys for locking in with me. I know this is kind of a little bit different this time around. You're seeing a little bit of a different background and all that good stuff. But uh, nonetheless, of course, that means I'm on the road. But as you guys know, work still got to be done. You are now locked and loaded into the uh, what I like to call the best the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast. That's right. Takes take. Hashtag where basketball lives. Um, uh, obviously, you guys know, as I'm always preaching and can never say enough to make sure you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to uh, Tate's Take, the podcast. For those of you who've already done so, I appreciate you for doing so. And um, make sure that you go and subscribe to as we are streaming live on YouTube, as well as on Facebook, any and everywhere you can find your favorite podcast is where you can find this one. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle, Stitcher, again, any and everywhere. And uh, I had the opportunity to go and work a game last night. I didn't know it was going to be such short timing, which I'm blessed and overly thankful and grateful for having the opportunity to uh um, to to be able to cover a basketball game again uh, as I checked out Notre Dame uh, who was visiting on the road at Michigan State ba college basketball is on and popping again so um, with that being said I know I mentioned to some people that we're going to have a very special guest on today and I've even got a little story that I want to share with this dude which I don't even think he really even remembers probably but I want to make sure that I throw that out there to a former guard without further ado and you guys just bear with me as I'm kind of working through a couple uh, kinks here uh, as we have my dude coming up. Here we go. Let's see here. Let's make sure that we're getting him all uh, straightened around and getting him good and ready to go to uh, to join us. If I can find him. Let's see where my boy went, man. I, I'm, I'm trying to work through this whole thing on the phone. Well, that might look kind of bad or sound kind of bad, but I'm trying to get him. Strained around. There we go. Perfect timing. I think I got him. There yeah. we go. The homie. I was trying to figure this whole thing out, bro. It's been a, <laughs> bro, I don't get a chance to do this like on the road outside of like my laptop and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit new. Like I said, the, the background look a little bit different. You can see yeah. it. Like, <laughs> perfect. I got the uh, 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 I got the, the the smoke alarm over there. <laughs> but Tori, I promise you, bro, the, the the smoke alarm ain't gonna go. Every in every black household, everybody gotta have <laughs> smoke alarm, bro. <laughs> ah, you crazy, man? That's so true, though. Uh, uh, let me make sure I give the proper introduction, man. Uh, of course, yeah. we locker room right now. Tori Jackson, a former guard for Notre Dame. Uh, from 2006 to 2010, and I want to make sure that I include that he is a uh, a Hall of Famer in his county. He's out there yeah. out of Saginaw, Michigan. Follow him on all social media platforms, especially on Twitter and specifically uh, at ToryJ23. That is at T-O-R-Y-J-23. Yo, what's popping, cuz? Nothing much, man. Good to be here, man. Good to be here. Man, I'm so happy that you had a chance to join me. I told the folks, I always... Usually I always got a funny little weird kind of kind of quirky little story for oh, yeah. on as guests. And I don't even think you remember this. So I'm I'm originally from Lansing. Okay. And so I went to Walter French Academy. Okay. I'm not mistaken, you were a sophomore at BV yeah. when I was a senior and we yeah. played. And all I kept hearing about yo, best point guard in the state, <laughs> best point 
guard in, in his class in the state and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I'm known as the best defender. In, 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 for, in all, all, all. And we ain't going to get into all the work that you put in. You know, <laughs> We're not going to do that on this program. Yeah. Uh, but I like to think I held my own. Uh, yeah. I, know that, I know for a fact that you held yours. Yeah. <laughs> important thing, man, is that I'm just really happy to uh, have you on here talking about some of what we saw last night. Yeah, man, this that's an honor, man. I miss my playing days. Them high school days, was it was the best, man. But um, by far my best experience and the most fun I had playing this game was when I was at Notre Dame, for sure. So uh, I'm honored to have you here, you know, to be here with you guys talking about this, for sure. Man, it's crazy. I'm going to leave you with this little part at, as far as the high school tip. I yeah. really, when we put when when we had you guys on our schedule and we're just like a little academy school, I think we were like yeah. at that time. Yeah. We were like a high school, we were like K through 12, you know. Yeah. We were just this little school. I was even surprised oh. I even wanted to play us because I think y'all was class B at the time, but yeah, class C, yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 And it's crazy because um it's like I seen y'all rolling in and y'all had these big dudes. I mean, we were like, <laughs> yeah, we were big. We was just lucky to be playing whoever was gonna be willing to put us on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I found out we had BB and they came in with some big boys. I felt so yeah. I mean, granted, uh, I already rolled out the accolades and yeah, yeah. where you were ranked in the state and so forth. But I yeah. felt bad for our bigs, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> our big like translation. Our bigs was like low major bigs in comparison yeah, yeah. to college uh, basketball standpoint. Yeah. Or um, rather, like our tallest player was probably about 6'4", maybe 6'3". Yeah. And y'all was rolling like 6'8". Six, eight, six. Hey, y'all about to say it was 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, <laughs> beefy dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so beefy. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that, that's a funny little story, man. Um, yeah, so that's crazy. What we did see um, uh, on last night was uh, the number 13 team in the country, Michigan State, defeating Notre Dame, fighting Irish 80-70. to 70. Um, Prentice Hub led Notre Dame with 23.6 rebounds. Aaron Henry leading Michigan State with uh, with 14 points and 8 rebounds. Uh, Tori, it's only the second game of the season, bro. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these teams and whatnot, some of them their first game. What are some of your takeaways whether it be from Notre Dame, whether it be from Michigan State, but specifically from Notre Dame, what did you take away from what you saw on last night? Because you guys have clearly been beefing yeah. the, the non-scheduled uh, man part up uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's something different for sure. Um, stacking up that that front end schedule. Um, usually we kind of take it slow before we ease into some bigger games, some um, some um, like early tournament games, Maui and things of that nature. Um, but he beefed it up early on this year, which was good. Um, we, we gives us a chance to kind of, uh, if we take care of our business early on, still a couple wins here on the road, uh, some at home. Uh, if we steal some of those wins, uh, we can kind of give ourselves some some room, some wiggle room in the ACC. So, uh, you know, that's, that's I, I'm glad he, you know, padded that. Um, and seeing them yesterday, um, for the first game, I was impressed. We only scored 70 points, um, uh, and it's tough to, to to play against. Michigan State's always disciplined, um, regardless, early on, whatnot, later on, they're even better. 
Um, but they're always disciplined. They, you know, Coach Izzo preaches defense, um, which leads to his offense, his transitional offense. And um, and that's what was that was the difference uh, for us. We are normally uh, top five, top ten as far as assist to turnover ratio every year. Um, so at Notre Dame, we you know we 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 cherish the ball. We 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 treat that like gold. Um, and our point guards are are huge with that. And um, Prentice, he struggled a little bit as far as um, uh, turnover wise, but um, I love I love his demeanor. I love his killer mentality. Um, and coach always talks about on to the next play. And Prentice was he 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 led by example with that. You know he made some mistakes here and there, but you didn't see him put his head down. Um, they kept fighting. Um, what killed us uh, early on, and something that we'll get better at, was that that huge run to end the first half. Uh, and it was led by you know Rocket Watts and Aaron. Uh, Aaron was huge for for Michigan State yesterday. So, um, but I was impressed with both teams. Michigan State's uh, they do a really good job in transition. Uh, their transition sets are better than anybody half court sets. So, um, watching them you know play and push the tempo, defend. I, I knew they were going to have the advantage with the size, and they took advantage of it. Uh, Bingham came in huge blocks. Aaron had about three or four blocks himself. So. Uh, I was impressed, you know, knowing what we were going up against uh, on the road, regardless if fans were there or not. I knew what we were going to go up against, um, and we kept fighting. We were down um, after that huge run. Those guys, those guys never let up. So um, to get it within ten, uh, to keep fighting, I'm very impressed with both teams. It was a little bit different in there trying to cover the game, man, and it wasn't. Yeah. It was just weird, like weird, yeah. <laughs> complaining nonetheless, but it, it did yeah. have bit of a different feeling and you said a mouthful and obviously um you know one of the things that you kind of alluded to was that run that michigan state went on yeah. uh which was uh, a 26-0 run yeah yeah zip to end the first half and then open half with a 9-0 and me yeah. and you back and forth during the game and it man was I know, and, and, and I told you in, in, in one of those messages, I'll give the people a little bit of an insight. I said, listen, yeah, I'm a Michigan State dude and this and that, but I'm very, yeah. like, I love, love, love Prentice Hub. Like, love him, man. Reality. Yeah. Um, down and shooting the rock with confidence. Confident, yeah. Other end of the, uh, of the, of the, of the floor. I yeah. Mean, a leader, a vocal leader, an emotional leader. Yeah. So many different things. And to be honest with you, that's not something that I think Michigan State even has. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, like it's like e even though I don't really believe that Cassius Winston was exactly that. I mean, yeah. in a different way. Yeah, you know, yeah. Michigan State point guards that stay all four years and they're like yeah. barking signals and telling yeah. them, oh, they're the traffic director or whatever. No, and everything. Exactly. And, and, yeah. And, and and Cassius did that, but he did he did it differently. He led differently. Him in the locker room. He's a little bit more on the quieter side or conservative side. Yeah. A bit. But I think that that's something that obviously Prentice Hub really, um, you know, excels at. Yeah, and it does well. Three point shooters around the perimeter too. Like that's yeah. what I think was hurting Michigan State at first. Yeah. yeah. I listened in the press game, uh, post game press conference rather to Tom Izzo and just talking about how he didn't. Uh, particularly love the way that they closed the game out because they blew mm -hmm. like a point lead and only won. Yeah. But it's still a very good program. Like, dude, I'm going to tell yeah. you real. 
I was talking to some buddies of mine before the game, and they was talking about placing some bets. And they're like, dude, you know Michigan State like the back of your hand better than anybody. How yeah. do you feel with Michigan State having – uh, 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 being uh, or Notre Dame being 10, 10 point underdogs or whatever. I, don't take it. I don't, don't take it. <laughs> you haven't really seen in college basketball so far in the last, you know, uh, uh, this this past week. Since yeah. Today, like you haven't really seen that many like dominant matchups. Like Notre no. is still arguably in or inarguably the most sometimes to me underappreciated. Definitely my yeah. under. Yeah program underappreciated coach and always seem to get more with less and that just kind of reminds me is a what exactly about notre dame uh why is it like that like why does it seem like they sometimes either get disrespect they never come out with like all these crazy athletes and this and uh, that way to win games you played there why is that uh coach bray is a player's coach um uh, as a player um i'm willing to go to war for a coach who's going to go to war for me. He shows it by example. Not only does he talk about it, but um, he, he shows it um, by example. Um, in practice, he makes everything easier for me in practice. I started as a freshman. Um, after a few games, um, one of our guards um, ended up getting suspended. I was thrown in the fire right away. Um, and Coach Bray does a good job just making things easier for his his players. Um, it, was, it was easy to kind of, you know, slow things down. Um, once he sat down, we broke down film. Um, but even mm -hmm. in press game conferences and things of that nature, when I had a terrible game leading up to uh, the Big East uh, Conference, we had a, a one more regular season uh, uh, or non-conference uh, non game before I actually um, got into our conference versus Louisville. Um, that game before that, that conference game, I was struggling. I was awful. Turning the ball over here and there. Um, no backup point guard at that point. I was a backup point guard, but thrown in the fire at that point. So people were wondering if they were going to do things by committee. And the first thing Coach Bray said, you know, no, he's going to be fine. That's my starting point guard. He, I'm talking about he made it easy. He, he he made it seem like he's the one that turned the ball over and not me. So it made when he when I saw him doing that and, and taking it up for me, uh, I was like, sure, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever it takes to to make sure I show him that I appreciate him for or going to war for me. And that's what all his players do. He finds the right guys. He go after mm -hmm. those top 25 guys, top 50 guys, top 100 guys. But those that commit to him, um, they understand yeah. coming in. We may have some that may be one and done, two and, you know, a couple years or whatnot. But we get those kind of players like you talk about with Cassius, uh, those four-year guys. Um, they, they, they have talent to go to the NBA. We had Demetrius. We had Jaron Grant, Pat Connison just signed another um, – uh, contract extension, but Connaughton and Jaron Grant were both four-year guards. Um, Demetrius was a three-year guard at that time. So um, those guys that come in, they know um, coming in, Coach Bray gets the guys that fits his system, that loves to, to play unselfish basketball, um, that loves to run a gun. His guards, are they have a field day just destroying teams because I can pick my poison. I got shooters on the wing, so all I got to do is drive. It's, it's opening up a lane for me, so all he's telling me to do is just handle your business. He gives you the keys and you just do whatever you want to do with it. It's like your, your parents give you the key when you're in high school for the first time you drive and you got your boys with you. You don't know where you're going, but you're having fun with it. So and, and, and that's and that's how you yeah, just hype. So and that's how it is. Coach Bray does that. Um he gives you that freedom. Um you make mistakes, so what? It's always on to the next play. And and that's what Prentice is what that's what he is. 
Um, he made some mistakes yesterday, but he had 23 and six, couple assists, um, some huge stops defensively. He was destroying their starting point guard. I knew Foster was going to have a hard time. I think the game kind of changed a little bit when Rocket came in because Rocket is more of a scoring point guard, and that made Prentice had to defend and um, distribute and try to score and try to do a lot more than what he had to in the beginning. In the beginning, um, you know, Foster trying to defend those guys, he was finding shooters. He was doing whatever. He was going to pick them apart, and that's what was happening. We were hitting shots. They turned it up a little bit, and uh, we just weren't ready for that. So I think we'll bounce back for sure. But I'm excited. Love what I saw yesterday. And I, I please forgive me. I know that this is my job, and for some reason mm -hmm. I kind of went over my bald head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Easily, I'm not sure what the deal is, and I'm not sure how much I saw out of Cormac Ryan yesterday. Yeah, he, he he struggled, or but this is his first time with us. Uh, his first, he had to sit out all last year. He, I mean, practice is totally different. Yep, totally practice is totally different from you know a live game. Um, and in practice, he's doing well. He's going to make shots. He's going to be huge for us down the stretch. Um, throughout the rest of the year, um, Nate's going to be great for us. Lashevsky. He had a decent game last night, 12 points, nine rebounds. Um, what we do need more out of was Durham. Um, defensively, we need more out of him. And then, um, you know, we'll get, I think, like I said, with, with Cormac Ryan, I think we'll get something. And it's another guy we, that we got um, that's um, we're trying to get eligible to. Um, hopefully, uh, the NCAA gives him a waiver. But um, it's some bodies that we need to add in and some, some bodies that we need to kind of get familiar and comfortable with. Um, Cormac Ryan, like I said, this is his first live game, but he's going to be huge for us throughout the year, so I don't expect him to shoot awful like that again. Yeah, some yeah. of this people picked up uh, in post-game from Tom Izzo. Just, I was honestly a little bit surprised to hear him say that he didn't really have very many gripes, uh, yeah. but he saw out of Michigan State yesterday, which I guess is a little bit of a surprise. Marcus Bingham yeah. we talked about was kind of uh, flying all over the place a couple of yeah. not stretching it out to the perimeter nearly as nah. much. even though he kind of has that Kevin Durant frame yeah um, you know I, I definitely think that you have to work on he needs to work on that lower body a little bit more yeah. I'm not how much of a chance that he really had to do that uh because of COVID and whatever what have you but yeah. everybody knows you can't drive a car without wheels without wheels you know, for a guy who's uh, pretty close to seven feet tall and whatnot, um, you know, have to step in a little bit more. We know he can shoot from outside, but it's definitely yeah. been to work on some of his interior offense a little bit more than his perimeter. Um, because if not, I, I feel like it's five on four at that point, especially if you have a seven foot guy out there shooting the basketball and not. I mean, you're the tallest guy on the floor, so who's going to rebound for you? So, yeah, a couple of the little tidbits. Uh, obviously, Aaron Henry was flying around. On, he was great. Well, uh, had a couple blocks here and there. I think yeah. lasered in offensively in terms of and penetration. Um, you know, he he he's he can be dangerous, uh, yeah. you know, especially if he's confident. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who the vocal leader is on this team, but I know that he's been taking more strides on being in that position. As you were kind of talking a little bit about Notre Dame, you mentioned a couple guys, and again, just a couple guys for me come to mind uh, that yeah. maybe haven't been mentioned because I always tend to like players that go there just because it's – I don't know if it's a system thing. They seem to kind of recruit a lot of similar 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it is just, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, when it's time for Wisconsin recruiting, you know what they're going to yeah. football. You know really. <laughs> when it comes to the Patriots, you know what yeah. they're going to draft. Business, when yeah. Know what kind of players they're going to yeah. be. Syracuse <laughs> in that zone. Like, yeah. So, it's it's kind of like a it's repetition, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Effect, and you see a lot of the same things. But there's a couple of players that you didn't mention, and these were just yeah. some. Of my, uh, 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 and I just wanted to throw this out there. Yeah. On my favorite, like, I think first of all that Luke Herringody had <laughs> the worst body slash what I feel like was kind of like coordination among yeah. other things. Yeah. All of college basketball for the time he was Easily. there. Dude was a monster. monster on the block. What is Chris Thomas doing these days? I got to know that because that. Chris, Chris, Chris was a legend, was man. Chris, man, great story about Chris, man. When that when that TBT tournament first happened, when they first popped it off, we were the uh, first winners to win it. And um, he was the point guard and I was the backup. We, I, I just, you know, having him around, being around CT, man, and. He was, uh, to me, he was, you know, the, the guy I love, CT. He was a McDonald's All-American. Uh, he's a legend. He's a, back in, Indi- in Indianapolis um, doing some stuff with uh, high school guys, training people and coaching and stuff like that. Um, we see each other all the time when we get back to Indy in the summer and stuff like that, helping out with basketball camp. So um, he's my guy. And then Luke Herringote is also, like, a brother to me. I see his parents sometimes when I get down to Indiana. Um, he, he, Like you said, he was a bucket, man. He was uncoordinated had it wasn't like a real deal jump shot it was more of a push shot he was school yeah (laughs) destroying people and he was i was john stockton he was carl with the white uh carl malone because in the pick and roll we were dang near unstoppable man he made he made life easy for me i made it easy for him that's my that's my guy that's That's crazy say that because like luke heron for me was essentially that dude that was like we playing a pickup game and and, and me and you are the captains. Yeah. You know, going through the through all the players. Yeah. He just looks like one of the last guys that's gonna be picked up. You know. Got to be last. Yeah. But bro, but like if you knew how he played, like you would oh, be one. Of the ones. And I'm trying to think of somebody else. I'm not definitely not trying to turn this into another day. No, no, no. But. I'm trying to think of another guy that reminded me so much of Luke Herringody that came in, I think, shortly after. Jack Cooley. Jack Cooley. Jack Cooley. Jack Cooley. I already know. Exactly who I was yeah. So my, my senior year, um, uh, I think it was Fran Fraschilla or somebody, we were doing a game, uh, playing at Louisville. Um, nobody had us to win. Nobody even had us to be close. Um, we were trying to make the tournament. Um uh, Heron Goldie's injured for a while, for a long stretch during that year. So really, people really counted us out. We go on a huge stretch, at, like during that time, right? And the person that was starting for us at that moment was was Jack Cooley. Jack Cooley looks like Heron Goldie, same haircut as Heron Goldie. He wore the same number day in there. I think Heron Goldie wore forty four. Jack Cooley wore forty five. Jack Cooley used to rebound, used to do post moves, play hard, do everything, but just was. Was it he was he was Jack Cooley and you had Luke Heron go to. I love playing with both though. And to this day I crack jokes and still I still talk to uh uh to Jack as well. He's doing real good overseas right now. Had his stretch in the NBA with the Kings and played well. He's a guy that's he whatever you need him to do, uh 
you know, rebound and whatnot, the dirty work, he'll do that. He'll get you the points, whatever you need him to do. I, I love Jack Cooley. He was a monster. He was All-American as well. So guys that don't look the part, like you said, I'm not going to pick him up. Jack Cooley looked like that. Like, I'm not picking him up. He just like a goofball. But you get on the court, and he will destroy anybody you put him up against. So that was my guy. It's crazy. <laughs> Jack Cooley here and take the floor. I'm like, this is Luke Herringody in a different jersey. Like, I yeah. just, same dude. Um, we got my dude, Tory Jackson, man, joining us in the locker room right now. Former Notre Dame guard between 2006, 2010. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have current Hall of Famer, <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. From Saginaw, Michigan, man. Former Notre Dame guard from 06 to 2010. I'll give him a follow on Twitter at ToryJ23. That is at ToryJ23. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what's coming up next for these teams all play on yesterday. Now, uh, let's start off first with Michigan State. Yeah. Michigan State got a big time game coming up. What other way could you possibly open up the the month of December in 2020 than to be going on the road, playing in Cameron Indoor State? Man. Okay. The, uh, in, in the state, in the in the in the State Farm Champions Classic, yeah, kind of anticipate that going. I don't know how much Duke you've seen or how much Duke you've uh, that you've heard with a lot of new players. Obviously, that's yeah. the days. Uh, but how do you kind of anticipate that going? What what things do you think kind of works in Michigan State's favor or mm-hmm. things that like they need to do in order to secure a win? Because I think in the last twelve meetings. Or 13 meetings, Michigan State has won. I think I think Tom Izzo is like two and eleven or something. Yeah. Coach K. So what do you anticipate seeing uh next early part of next week? I think he needs to take advantage of the guard play with um giving Rocket those kind of minutes um going against Duke. I don't think um and Foster Lawyer is a great guy, great person, great player, um, hell of a high school career. Um I don't think his um, going against Duke, I don't think he can give them that firepower. I think he will help them out making shots. Um, but you're going to need a dog going in there. Fans or no fans, you're going to need a dog going up against those guys in, at Duke. Um, Coach K, um, Coach Bray was on Coach K's staff. So a lot of, um, you know, things that he has as far as offensive sets, um, execution, taking care of the ball. Um, Co- Coach K is that. Um, he has some good guys. The, the kid that's a freshman right now that's really good that I like um, is the Johnson kid, Jalen Johnson, I believe his name is. Um, I think he has a matchup mismatch um, against uh, state bigs because you you probably have to put a guy like Aaron Heary or somebody like that on him or he's going to destroy uh, the Hauser kid or even Bingham because guarding on the wing, Jalen Johnson can do everything. He can make shots. Um, very athletic, gets to the rebound, gets to the glass. I think he had about 19 rebounds the other night too. So um, he's a, he's a tough, tough kid, tough freshman. Um, he's going to be a matchup problem. But if State's going to win, they're going to have to take care of the ball. Um, they're going to have to push the tempo. And they're going to have to play pressure defense, use their size to their advantage as far as um, forcing guys into that – or tunneling guys into Bingham, tunneling guys into, you know, taking tough contested jump shots over those large – Bigs, you get them to do that, and you rebound, and you push it. State can blow this thing wide open. But if they 
and a half court set, um, Jalen Johnson, I think, will abuse their bigs and it could be over. It could be tougher state. Um, so um, I think I think state wins. Um, I think they, they come up with the upset. Um, Izzo's due for one. Um, and I think um, I think the X factor will probably be somebody like uh, Aaron Harry or even Gabe Brown who's going to make shots. Somebody's going to help make shots. Yeah, just a couple with saying that um, Jalen Johnson, who you were just mentioning, obviously a, a freshman. Uh, yeah. From- and 19 points, 19 rebounds, and a 10-point win on yesterday over Coppin State. One yeah. of the right spots uh, for that team. Yeah. Got a guy, you know, they, they, they've got a couple, um, you know, Williams up front. Yeah. Really good. Uh, not getting maybe the credit that I think he deserves because everybody's talking about Johnson. Yeah. yeah. And the point guard whose name is slipping me right now, but – um, outside of that, you know, uh, Jamin Breakfield is really good. I mean, they've got a really good class, obviously, for, sure. for crying out loud. Um, yeah. But, you know, when I'm just sitting back looking at this matchup, I thought what was a concern for me was more so um, seeing in the starting lineup, I'm mm-hmm. trying to be, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be as politically correct. Hey, correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just being honest, yeah. I feel like when you're starting Thomas Kithier, Kithier, oh yeah, uh, and, and you're starting Joey Hauser, yeah. And I typically, I, I, I typically call him fraudster lawyer, but I said yeah. I would call him fraud. <laughs> uh, my mama said if you don't have nice things to say about, <laughs> oh, uh, but no, but 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 in those regards, and that's just a fun little joke. Uh, but, yeah. I will say that I think you're you're spot on. Uh, yeah. we're talking about guys like Rocket, and that's another thing Izzo said that he needs to really work on having more than just one speed. It yeah, like it is fast, like West. Oh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all he knows is push. Yeah, um, yeah. And he kind of needs to work on that a little bit. But so, and sometimes I'm even kind of curious, like what's going through his mind? Sometimes? Oh man, not, but, but not in a bad way. No, no. I just sometimes Rocket is one of those people on the team that I just be feeling like I'm just curious. Yeah. And when he's out there, because it looks like he's in a different place than everybody else is to me. Yeah. And maybe that's just the the mentality of a point guard that uh, that you have to have. Now, flipping over now to uh, Notre Dame and the hefty schedule they got coming up. So I think it's starting out the gate. And and correct me if I'm wrong. I think the next five goes from. Tennessee, Ohio State, Duke, Kentucky, and Carolina, I think. Syracuse, yeah, Syracuse. Yeah. Purdue and then Syracuse. And yeah. Then, yeah. It's like, <laughs> then, nah, then, like what what's what do you what, playing for Coach Bray? Like, how, how do you think that that scheduling like this is is, is gonna benefit the team this year? Um, it can either make you or break you. Um, to me, I think it'll it'll make you. I think it'll give you confidence. Um, especially after what you just did the other night. I understand it might have been a blowout during the game, but they fought to get it within ten. You take that momentum right into the next game. Their next game isn't a pushover. Um, they have Western Michigan, I believe, that they have to host at home before they go into that crazy stretch. Um, and Western's not a a, a pushover. Uh, their point guard B artist is really good. Uh, I've seen him a little bit. I had him in an All Star game one time. 
uh, smart guard, very crafty, decent defender, long, quick. Um, and they have a really good um, post player, uh, athletic big, who can block shots, alter shots, rebound, and, and can score down low. So that won't be a pushover. We have to come out and play uh, and make shots. But you got to ride that momentum You, you from at the end of that game against State. Ride the momentum um, into the into this game on Tuesday or Wednesday, I believe. Uh, you ride that, and then you kind of go with it. Go with the flow. The, I, I would love to have been on this team going against the guys that we're going to that they're going to be facing against the, the Dukes in that stretch. I would have loved to have been a part of that because, to me, I love being an underdog. They're the underdog. Nobody expects them to, to win. They they expect them to go zero and eight and during this stretch. Um, some people they love their offense. They love how they play but they expect them to compete but lose a close one. I would love to be part of that because as hard as I went on the court, practices would be fun. Practices were better because I knew what we were, what we had coming up. So I'm challenging guys in practice, pushing guys in practice, going hard, um, making and, and dang near causing a fight to where now we're going that hard in practice. Come game time, it's easy. I don't care who we're going against. Because we had already worked so hard and pushed each other in practice, we carried that over to a game and we destroyed anybody as the underdogs. And we had that 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 type of mentality, especially like my sophomore year. Um, Rob Kurt, I had a, a couple guys, Kyle McLarney, that was able to make shots. Um, those guys, you know, kind of having them on my team during my sophomore year, upsetting, you know, some big teams um, and, and finishing top in the Big East that year, um, top three, top four in the Big East um, was was unheard of for a Notre Dame basketball team. It was unheard of at the time. So I think these guys during this stretch against these against these big teams, these blue bloods with, with Duke, Virginia, Virginia just took an upset. But we have to understand, yeah, they may have that name, but shoot, we we come in and play. You, all you got to do is execute, take care of the ball. Against Virginia, they don't score as much. So if, as long as you take care of the ball and make shots, you give yourself a chance to win those games against Dukes, against Duke. Coach Bray is only one is, is one of the very few assistant coaches that you know that were under that was under Coach K that beat um, them. To, to, to beat them to beat them and have dang near a really good record against them. So um, it's it's guys you take that type of motivation that 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 positive energy into these type of games. Um, we've done it before, so you just got to ride it. Chris is an older guy, so I believe they will lean on him. To, you know, for that um, Durham, uh, you lean on these older guys. These young guys lean on these older guys to kind of carry them through um, through these next five, six game stretch. So um, it should be interesting. Um, like I said, to make you break you. TJ, I don't want to hold you longer, man, because I told you this is going to be about 20 minutes. Most <laughs> no, they probably I'm surprised nobody texts you either a uh, 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 Tom Noy or somebody who's like <laughs> 20 minutes, bro. If you start talking basketball with Deshaun Tate, bro, you're going <laughs> to. Apologies on that. That's all I love. That's all I love. I want to hurry up and get you out of here, but I do yeah. want to get something that I usually bring uh, forward okay. for guest that comes on my podcast. Okay? Yeah. And it's a quick segment. It's called Quick Release. Okay. Essentially rapid fire. It is either A, one word answers. Feel free to elaborate a little bit if you want. Or yes or no answers, feel free to elaborate if you want type thing. So it's just a couple questions. And feel free to answer how Tory Jackson wants to answer. Okay. So joining him now for the quick release segment, let me ask you this first. In that stretch after Western Michigan, again, 
There is uh, Ohio State, mm -hmm. Duke, Kentucky, Purdue. That's Jeez. five. Syracuse is six. Virginia is seven. Of those seven, Ooh. what do you predict the record will be for not for Notre Dame? Not what you want it to be, but yeah, really, well. I think it will be. Uh, in that stretch, three and four. Three and four. Um, the toughest environment that you've ever had to play in when you were at Notre Dame. Toughest environment was Syracuse. Or yeah, Syracuse. Okay. Did you get a chance to did you get a chance to play at that time? I don't remember if, if, if Notre Dame was in the ACC quite yet. Did you get a chance to play at Cameron Indoor? Nope, never did. No, we they got in the ACC maybe a year or two after I left. Okay, so so the carrier dome then. Carrier, yeah, yeah. Thirty thousand in the football field. Dang near impossible here. What is the craziest thing that a fan or anything remotely close to someone like that said to you during or after or before a game? Uh, maybe during the game, uh, I couldn't see. I got poked in the eye, um, and it was just one of our one of our uh, one of our fans. But um, they were just yelling out, "I was a warrior." Didn't I? Didn't know who was saying it at the time, but I could just continue hearing them saying, yelling, "Yo, you're a warrior! You're a warrior!" I'm completely eye closed, playing against your team to beat, um, and we ended up beating those guys. So I I remember that moment uh, for a while. My dad, my parents, um, they 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 both were scared. They were scared for me. Um, but playing in that game with one eye to get that win uh, was easily the most memorable moment. Hearing that fan continue to tell me I was a warrior. The biggest, <laughs> the the, the <laughs> in terms of a win that you've ever been a part of at Notre Dame. Alabama. I talk about that a lot. I was only a freshman at the time, too, but Russell Carter, uh, Colin Falls, Kyle McElhinney, um, all three had a huge game. And I came in and playing against Ron Steele, who was one of the best point guards in the college basketball at the time, um, playing against those guys, my favorite moment, uh, biggest upset. My last question for you. Oh, no, I don't do last question. Go through about two or three more. Okay. Um, do you think that we'll see Imani Bates in a Michigan State uniform ever? No, I think the NBA will change the rule by the time he's a senior. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's go with, um, let's go with where does Notre Dame finish this year in conference play? And do they make the NCAA tournament? Finish eighth, seventh or eighth. I'll say middle of the pack, seventh day, and they do make the tournament. They will make the tournament. Okay. Um, your in terms of the guys that got drafted in the top three between Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball, and James Wiseman, who's going to be the best pro? The best pro, I think, will be. Uh, Lamelo, I think he will have the most freedom. Uh, Anthony Edwards has a lot to live up to. He has to be the man right away, probably. Wiseman has the easier chance to kind of make the smoother transition. He'll get big minutes, um, but Lamelo for sure out of those three because the ball is in his hand. He's free. He's played against pros all for forever, and um, I just think um, within the offense he can go. Uh, there's no pressure on him. Who's the player? Player that and nobody. 
The player that got drafted that no one's talking about. Or just talking enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see. Well, one, I, I would love to see how Vernon Carey uh, pans out. I would love to see how he pans Nobody really talks about him like that um, because he had a quiet stand at Duke. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how he um, transitions in the uh, in the NBA game. But um, I would love to see someone like um, R.J. Hampton. I want to see him playing. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to see how he will play. Would he be like a Ferguson, um, just a 3 and D kind of guy? Or would he be like a go-to guy? In Denver, <laughs> you got your, your main guys, but would he be a guy that could come off the bench and give them 12 points like Michael Porter did this past year? Will he give you big minutes? What will he give you? So, to I, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens. You know, kind of intrigued with him. Yeah, R.J. Hampton, my biggest steal on the draft. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like that kid a lot. I remember seeing I did too. him uh, on the circuit. Uh, him and um, Jalen Jackson. Uh, Jaylen, oh, Jalen Johnson. Yeah. 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 I remember checking that one out. Um, and even just talking about. Um, even just talking about Vernon Carey, man, dude looks yeah. like a different person after dropping somewhere around like 30 pounds. Looks ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so good for him. My last question is, who wins the national championship for college football? <laughs> college football national championship. College football, I, I can't go against my boys. I feel like we're the most complete football team in, in, in college, man. We... A lot of people wondering what happens. You see Trevor come back and have a ridiculous game for Clemson. So they're wondering, oh, yeah, ND lost because of him. No, the, the backup quarterback is ridiculous. He's insane for Clemson. So I don't think it's offensively that gave us a problem. Their defense, they returned some guys. So I think, if, you know, we handled them in the playoff, in that um, ACC tournament. Um, I think we uh, – or in the ACC championship, I think we take care of business in the, in the playoffs. I think they prepared us. For the guys that we will play against, Alabama may be the toughest out, obviously, because they they put some stuff together. But I don't think Mac Jones was seeing, you know, the pressure of, you know, what our guys got. And our running game is ridiculous. So it makes the game easier for Ian Book. So um, I'm very I'm, – I'm going Notre Dame for sure. But um, if, if Notre Dame doesn't win, I believe Alabama will. I'm still waiting. Notre Dame gonna come up and come up out of there and actually join a conference for football one of these days. No, no, that's that that's money that we <laughs> we that's all that. another conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. I was living in Georgia, uh, uh well while well, I've been living in Georgia 15 years. I can't think of his name. He was a running back, Darius. Oh man, I know you're talking about too. Jackson? No, no, no I know who, oh I know you're talking about too. He was a I know you're talking about monster too. I just, yeah. just popped up on me and I just thought about it as he was talking about Notre Dame football. Man, Tory Jackson passed the quick release, bro. Yeah. I appreciate you for uh, – I really do, man. I sincerely mean this. I man. appreciate you joining us. I know me and you have been texting quite a bit yeah. back and forth, back and forth, and trying to put this thing together, man. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you had a chance to join me. And best of luck to you, man, in your future endeavors. And yeah. hope you're doing well, man, and just enjoying man. the weekend and happy holidays and the whole nine to you. Yeah. That is uh, uh, Tory Jackson, man. Again, former Notre Dame guard from 2006 to 2010 and Hall of Famer. Find him on Twitter at Tory J23 at Tory J23. Appreciate you, TJ.
Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that, Deshaun. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Absolutely. No doubt. That was my dude, man. And I'm I'm so glad that uh that he had the opportunity to um to join us, man, because you know bringing him on to kind of talk about what we saw from Michigan State and what we saw from Notre Dame and picking his brain and taking it all the way back to our conversations in high school and taking it back to our uh, uh, to his time rather at Notre Dame and just some of those players and just going just the whole thing just all throughout man I'm I'm really happy to uh, have him be a part of the show and so uh, in conclusion we're probably gonna run this show again and try and recap maybe uh, the Duke and Michigan State Kansas Kentucky game. Kentucky took a loss today, number 10 ranked to um, to Richmond. I think somebody might have told y'all to make sure you take in Richmond. Um, Villanova went down on, what was that, yesterday. They were ranked number three in the country. They fell uh, earlier this week. Virginia fell to San Francisco. They were ranked number four. So it's going to be a shakeup. And it looks like college basketball is starting back off or tipping back off rather the same way that it ended in the 1920 season where there was no clear cut number one and so many different teams uh, were just losing and so much uncertainty and so forth. Remember to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I can't stress it enough to the best, the most educational, informational and entertaining uh, basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast that is takes take to everybody who has subscribed already to everyone who's going to subscribe in the future to everyone who listened live uh, on um, on Facebook and as well as on YouTube go and leave me a review on YouTube feel free leave me five stars leave me one star if you feel like it's worthy of just a one star rating uh, find it anywhere you find your favorite podcast. That's iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle, Stitcher, uh, all of the above. And you never know who you're going to get as a guest here on Tate's Take. So thank you guys, everybody, for uh, for checking out um, episode number 44. And again, thanks to, uh, to Tori Jackson for joining us. Until next time, um, I guess I'll see you guys in a minute. Peace.